for the for the zoom lady to finish up her little statement <laughs> so today i am talking to philadelphia's finest ethan hartley this episode is presented by nobody and ethan is coming off of a 21st birthday so happy birthday thank you and today we are talking about moments in our lives that have shaped who we are now so my gift to you is letting you go first. I appreciate that. Well, I, I, I'm a lifeguard and typically that comes with just sitting in a chair all day. So I've had a lot of time to think about this and ones that I want to share and I think are the most impactful. But in terms of like ranking them, I realized that you know, they're all kind of significant in their, their own way. And, you know, certainly some you can rank over others, but in terms of like, you know, your top five, maybe like you just can't because for me, at least each one is a little bit different, but I guess I'll start with end of junior year in high school. I had just come off the only breakup that I've ever experienced at the time. And we had we dated for a year and a half and I thought everything was phenomenal. I honestly thought I would spend the rest of my life with this woman. I, I feel like that's insane to say in high school, but I mean, I, I'll be completely honest and say that, yeah, I, I really thought that. Like I had talked about like when you go to college together and, you know, all that stuff, but obviously, you know, she felt differently and I was just so... I really lost what my purpose was. Like I, I didn't know, cause at the time I didn't really know what I wanted to do in college. Like my dream was to be an NBA GM, but I understood that that's hard to do because there's only 30 positions. So, you know, I, I didn't really have a full grasp on the up and up of that process of what to do. So, you know, I didn't really feel like I knew what I wanted to do like career wise, you know, I just had a breakup. So, you know, life was tough. Um, some days I'd wake up and didn't even think I would go to school that next day just because, you know, I didn't really, I didn't know what was up. I didn't know if one day I would just want to give up on life or something like that. So, but the one thing I had planned was that I'd gone to an overnight boys camp for a couple of summers and this upcoming at the time this upcoming summer would have been my first summer as an actual employee there 
rather than than just going as a camper these other times and what what changed me most i guess was being there and realizing that there is so much more to life than just relationships now later on that didn't really stay up to par i guess as i would still find myself in relationship issues but you know i i at at the time i really thought that like everything was over after i just got out of this breakup and now you know i don't get that same feeling anymore just because you know i understand that there's so much more to life outside of relationships and what made that summer so special was that they hire a bunch of like international staff like they offer this international program so i met people from all over the world and it was incredible to just talk to those people and hear their life experiences and you know what they grew up in because i mean everyone's different especially when you're not from the same country so yeah, that was really awesome. And just, just being able to meet new people in general, that's something I always enjoy doing. So yeah, that was really cool to do. But that's definitely one. That, that was probably the one at the top that I definitely wanted to share because that I, I that I would say is, you know, there's two phases in my life and that is like the transition point. So, um, I mean... You might know if you like stalked my Instagram, but it was a couple of years ago. So you probably didn't. Uh, uh, the big one for anyone that like knows me and uh, whatnot is June 9th, 2018. That was the day that my brother died and he was 28. I was 19. So, you know, you grow up with somebody, they're there with you the whole time of your life you grow up with them he influenced me i didn't know then but you know now everything i like except for like sports was because of him you know you do everything together vacations family eating dinner every night you see someone the whole time and then they're just like poof gone um basically a quick summary of it because i don't really want to get all sad gets in a car accident they find out he has geoblastoma which is what john mccain had the most aggressive form of brain cancer. Six days later, not alive. Six days after that, you know, in a box. Um, so very similar to what you said, like I felt a different phase, like, you know, you're never gonna be the same. And like, there's so many things I do so differently. I check in on people so much more often. And for that, you know, like I'm not happy it happened, but it definitely changed the way I go through day-to-day -day stuff. I'm like also incredibly superstitious about like stupid things, but like this in particular, like there's clothes I don't wear, there's words I don't say. I'm like super weird because of it. But you know, like talking about it helps and there's like no way you can just like get over it. You just kind of gotta, you know, not each day is gonna be easier than the last, but you know, you just think about it and whatnot. You know, you and him actually had the same birthday. So that was like weird. Cause like three of you all had the same birthday. Yeah. And I didn't want to like bring it up there. Cause that's a real downer, especially you, you just turned 21. That's the last thing like you want to think about. But uh, 
so yeah that like changed me forever um so then i'm gonna let you go again um but so one on like a lighter note for me was um my senior year of high school i want to say like january like 4th 2017 i i did something stupid no i I didn't do something that was like a really simple task. And my mom got all mad at me about it and was like, you know, you're like senior in high school, you should be able to do these things, like blah, blah, blah. And I just remember writing down like January 4th, 2017, like same book, different chapter. And I, I don't know, I just randomly wrote it down one day on a piece of paper. And from then, like, you know, I feel like I really took it to heart and, you know, I've just, lived that on and now you know you get older that was five four years ago so you know there's new chapters along the way but that, that I felt like was a turning point and it was over something stupid too but you know I realized that was the time so then you know same book different chapter yeah that's actually really good perspective on life because everyone talks about like making changes but it's like you're always yourself at the end of the day so you know you have to find ways to really adjust, I guess. And actually that kind of, that's a good transition to my next point because this one at the time, I didn't really see it as anything good, but I wouldn't be here face to face with you without it basically. So I think I've talked about it with you before, but I used to, the COVID summer, I was part of, like a startup sports media company, literally like the sports wave called semi-pro. And it was probably July, maybe late June. I bounced around from doing all sorts of different things. I, I tried to start up like the business aspect, like trying to get sponsorships and, you know, bring in money. I had tried to run social media. I, you know, I did basically everything other than sports writing. And I just, you know, I was burnt out from it. Like I just, couldn't really get a, a stride going and you know eventually for some dumb reason they suspended me for something I think because of something I said just as like a joke but it wasn't a joke to them I guess so at that point I was like I need to work as far away from these people as possible but still in the same bubble so one of my friends that I brought on was the editor-in-chief for the website and I'm like fuck it. Like, let me start writing. Like I, I was never crazy for writing in high school. I never, I mean, college essays were kind of fun because I got to write about what I wanted, but still wasn't like to the level where I was like, you know, let me try sports writing or something like that. Until like, I felt like I was forced to, or else there was nothing for me to do within semi-pro. So that's what I did. And, uh, you know, that's obviously huge for me because it gives me another, you know, lane that I can, then that I can take down the road in my career. If I want to, you know, it gives me something fun to do for the summers. Like I, I come home from work every day. I you know, take a nap and then, you know, write whatever, like, and it, what's most fun about it is that because I am so versatile in all my sports that I can switch it up when I want. Like, certainly there are some things, that are kind of continuous. Like I write for a sports betting website and you know, the stuff I write for that is the same thing. Cause it's weak, like a weekly report basically, but 
I mean, here and other places, it's I'm able to just write about what I want. And, you know, like I said, that never happened. And at the time, I was like, this is so fucking stupid. Like, I didn't even really do anything wrong. I, I just, I don't know. I tried coming up with every sort of excuse in my head, but, you know, the grass is green on the other side. And here I am. So what would be, what would be number three on your list? There's a handful. Some, I guess, mean more than others, but I think some stories are more funnier than others. I think I got in a big fight that lasted for months with my friends in college over some of the most ridiculous crap ever. I mean, like literally like I was called a pervert because I told my roommate's girlfriend to please stop FaceTiming me while you're naked. <laughs> I got called a pervert for that. She was like, like, why are you pointing this out? I'm like, cause you're fucking doing it. And so I, and it was during COVID. So I was like, you know, weekends, I didn't have anything to do. I was living by myself. Not a lot of my friends weren't in Eugene. Those were the only friends I had at campus at the time. And, you know, now I don't have any. So that's when I started the podcast. That's when I started joining more places like the sports wave. And that also sort of like, I think really boosts my resume for the future. But I think on the flip side of that, kind of going back to relationships, this one is kind of, I mean, there's pros and cons to it. I guess it depends on how you look at it, but um, junior year of high school, right after this, the year and a half relationship that ended, I tried starting something up with something new with somebody else and it didn't work, but it was always an on and off, like friendship more than friends kind of thing. It was never something like super cut out. It was always changing all the time. And it had probably been at least eight months, maybe even longer than that, maybe a year that I haven't hadn't talked to this person. And all of a sudden randomly, I can literally picture what I was doing exactly at this at the moment in time. I was sitting at what was my friend's apartment, now I'm not friends with them anymore because I'm a pervert for telling her girl, his girlfriend to stop FaceTiming me out of the shower. Um, I was sitting on his couch watching Oregon versus Washington State football game. And I all of a sudden get, get this text from her name is Julianne. And she was like, sorry for being a bitch. Do you want to go on a date sometime? And this, yeah, you make that face like, oh, yeah, it's great. But let me tell you that, that this just blew me over the edge because I mean, I'm, I'd say I'm in touch with my emotions most of the time when it's, when it doesn't come to relationships, but when it comes to relationships, uh, it's, it's all, all over the place. And I'd say it's really sensitive. Like you poke it and everything just kind of explodes. So it took me maybe like three weeks to finally kind of like let it sink in. And I swear I asked like 50 times, like, are you making a joke? Are you just pulling some prank on me? And every single time she said no. And fast forward to Thanksgiving 2020, 
that's when I came home from working because we went to high school. So she lived in Jersey. And the day I get back, she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like her, her reasoning was stupid. Like I, I had invested all this time emotionally to, to f- prepare myself because I always felt like I wanted second chances. So why shouldn't I give her one? And so I did. And, you know, it, it just completely fell apart. And now I'm kind of, I've been in this phase for months, honestly, where, I mean, I'm on dating apps, but I, I rarely put any real effort into it. But I'm in this phase where I just can't motivate myself. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yet. I would, I mean, I'd say it's good because I could focus on other stuff, which I have, but I'd say it's bad because at 20 years old, I feel like I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life, which I'm fine with doing. Cause you know, right now I live by myself in Oregon. I was an only child growing up. So like I've been used to being by myself and having to accept myself, but you know, 20 years old to feel I'm 21 now, but at the time I was 20 to feel like, you know, there's no shot for me to find somebody for me. You know, I feel like it's a little suppressing, but you know, I, I'm not wrong when I say that, like, that's not like, that's completely how I feel. So it's very weird. That's something that's like sort of incomplete in terms of how I feel about it. I want to touch back on relationships a little bit later, but my third, like most significant date or time, whatever in my life, it was probably the day I found out I was adopted. No, I'm just kidding. I just want to see what you would say. <laughs> <laughs> but no, not adopted, you know, with my biological mom since day one. Best friend right there. Um, but the third one, I, I don't remember exactly when, but we'll say like March 20th, 2020. So before I say this story, um, I've probably held my friend's attention for this long. So they're probably still listening to this point. I didn't milk having COVID. I really didn't feel well for like six weeks. And then when they listen to this and then they tell me, they'll be like, oh, you know, you faked it. I didn't. But so I'll never, ever, ever forget it. I was on the bus coming back from work and the guy sitting in front of me was looking up COVID. No, that was when they still called it coronavirus. He looked up coronavirus uh, symptoms, whatever. And one of them was coughing. So I looked at it and I just start coughing like a jerk on the bus. No more than five days later, I feel terrible. I had all the symptoms. I called my doctor. He was like, yeah, you're 21. We're not going to waste the test on you, but like, you got it, kid. Um, Called a few others just to confirm. They were like, yeah, you know, you do. We're not going to waste the test on you, but you know, you got it the worst I've ever felt in my life. I went through the whole rigmarole, the fever. I'd wake up, take a shower, go back to bed. I just didn't leave my bed for what wound up being in total, like two months, like the last two, three weeks, I felt like a little bit better, but for a while there, like I wasn't, I wasn't doing too hot. I couldn't pour myself like something to drink. My mom would have to do it for that whole time which was really annoying because she would never pour me enough. So I would always have to like ask for more, like right away. Um, I had to eat by myself for a long time in my room. 
So it was just like a, a weird time. But because of that, I, before that, I wasn't like depressed or anything, but I just kind of, I was stuck in this rut, you know, like I was just working and I was like, you know, is this like really the best it's going to be for me? You know, all my friends were away at school. I was still close to where we grew up. And I was just like, really like, you know, is this how it's going to be for me? And then, you know, the whole world shuts down. They all come back. We can't see each other, but, you know, we're able to play games online. We're able to, you know, text and whatever all day. Cause you know, what else are you going to do? So we all, for the first time, really, we're not in the same place, but, you know, able to talk at the same time since high school which you know we all missed very much and for me it just helped a lot uh i got a new job because of it that i like a lot now and i'm still there so like for me besides the first two months of you know getting it and not feeling that well like it was it was good for me it was definitely similar to you know same book different chapter like the chapter wasn't really written for a long time it had to take a little bit of a pause because of writer's block, but then it picked up and it gained some steam. And now, you know, we're trucking on into here. Yeah. Wow. Six weeks. That's, I, uh, I haven't had it, but yeah, I don't think I know anybody who actually had it, that I've had like yeah. an actual conversation. I was the token friend for everybody for a long time. I mean, you know, I got to I got to catch up on a lot of TV. I watched a bunch of good movies, but like that's what everybody was doing then. Yeah, and I remember you know playing PlayStation, and then I would just cough like horrendously, and they're like, "Dude, just don't play with us." <laughs> in in two months, I left where I lived three times, and I never went more than like ten miles away. I went to. Like the first time I was like out, out was, you know, when people were still doing like the drive by birthday things. I went to that like a couple of days after Memorial Day. I went to ShopRite in Warwick, which is about like 15 miles from where I live. And then I went into town because my headset broke. So I had to get a new one so I could, you know, talk to my friends and not be alone on an island. But yeah, I didn't go anywhere for a long time but for me like i i liked it i feel like everybody really needed that recharge yeah i i definitely needed it because you know not only i had a career change in what i wanted but i mean i listened to so much more music that was the big thing i discovered so many more artists that i like um i think so i came back late March and didn't go back till September. I'd say from like March to June, maybe, maybe even like all the way into July, I maybe left the house to only get a pizza or to get a haircut once when that actually reopened. So maybe from like March to May, I only went to get a pizza like every other week. And that was the only place I went. Yeah, I just would watch TV, shower, play video games, repeat day after day. Yeah, that's basically what I did, especially in the summertime. I mean, I woke up, 
either gamed or worked on semi-pro stuff, showered, ate, played played basketball for like an hour in my driveway, then went to bed at 4 a.m. because I never bothered adjusting my sleep schedule. Oh, that, like, that seems so long ago for a litany of reasons, but every night we'd be awake to like 3 a.m. I hadn't, well, I would do that occasionally on the weekends and stuff, you know, as we got older. Oh, yeah. But like consistently going to bed at 3 a.m. is quite the experience. Every single yeah. night. Went to bed at 4 a.m., but woke up at 1.30 in the afternoon. I never would wake up like that late, but I would. Oh, I tried. I tried not to. But... I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes you just can't help it. Yeah. I thought I'd never be able to change my sleep schedule, but now it's actually normal. I go to bed at like 11.30, which for me would have been like just starting my evening. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, Search and Destroy isn't going to play itself. That's fact. Which would stink too, because we would play so much Call of Duty. I'm so bad. You know, I'm like the, like the, yeah, let's play with Steven, you know. He's got nothing else going on. We need a sixth guy. I mean, no, at least I'm included. Appreciate that. You should play some Warzone sometime. Ah, uh, don't you have Xbox though? It's cross-platform. Yeah, but game chat's so, uh could just use Discord. Yeah, I mean, could. I don't know. Maybe one day. So, you know that I'm, like, immensely jealous of you for one reason? <laughs> Why? You're a lifeguard. That was the job I always wanted. I never, the summer I would have tried to do it, a lot of stuff came up, so I never got to. But I always wanted to be a lifeguard, like, so badly. I think I spent a year trying to find a place to get it until I found out my school offers it, and I was like, I'm taking that shit. So, yeah, I, I felt that because it maybe for a total of two years I wanted to, and it wasn't until, like, the last year that I'm like, I'm going to do this. But, I mean, the shit we had to do is crazy. Like, the, the toughest thing I'd say we had to do was deep water saves. So, like, if a person was, like, had somehow sunk to the very bottom of the pool. We did it in 12 feet pools. And what you have to do is, so you have to kind of like hover over the person. You have to push yourself above your tube, let yourself drop down, swim to the bottom, hook your feet to underneath the person's armpits then so the the tube is has a strap on it and the straps around your body so you grab the you grab the strap and then par start pulling yourself up while the person's in between your legs and then once when you get to the surface you have to lift them with your legs and then hook them with your arms Cra craziest shit i've ever had to do when i was 17 i was i was all about it i trained so the lake i grew up by well i actually still live by it's called greenwood lake it is the most disgusting body of water you have ever seen. You know, we didn't get the luxury of, you know, chlorine filtered pools. It is the gas boat capital of the state. There's cars, there's bodies, there's bikes, there's beer. It's disgusting. There's seaweed, you know, out the wazoo. But I, I was I was all about it. So one of my closest friend, Mark, closest friends, Mark, 
he was a lifeguard for a long time. So I always, you know, imagine just me and him on the lifeguard chair and like the beach that was in our neighborhood. No one, we all knew all the kids there. Nobody drowned because they're not dumb. So it was a pretty easy thing. And I remember the summer before I would have taken the test. I was, I was training with another one of my friends, Patrick. And I like asked him to help me with some stuff. You know, I would throw a brick in the deep end and I would, you know, swim down. And in the lake, <laughs> you can wear goggles, but it doesn't really help. Yeah. So you just kind of like kind of hope you saw where the brick went down. And he was like, oh, you know, you did that poorly. You're going to fail as a lifeguard. Here, let me help you. I'm going to swim down, pick me up. I'm like, you're like six foot three. At that time, he was probably like a hundred and like 40 something pounds. I was like, I don't think the people I'm going to be like saving are close to you. And he's like, you got to be ready for anything. And then he would like try to drown me. And I was like, that's definitely not going to happen. I practiced on like the, the rescue board. I, I was so ready for it. Then I never got to. And then, you know, it's, I don't want to say my biggest regret, but not being a lifeguard is definitely up there for me. Yeah, we, most places offer a class. So I feel like that definitely would have covered most of the stuff. And they always, they always like try It's One of my biggest things that I thought is, you know, will I obviously pass? Cause you know, I, I was a half decent swimmer, but I never like swam competitively or swam for a swim team. So, so I, I felt like a, lo a lot of the people who were doing it, like had that advantage, which makes sense for them to do, but I didn't. So I, it was hard to gauge how well I would do. But the other biggest thing was that trying to maintain myself to remember that at the end of the day, this is a class, so they will help you pass because they obviously don't want to fail you. Because I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to fail. I'm going to do something wrong, blah, blah, blah. But at least for me, like the instructors I had were phenomenal. So that really helped. But one of the biggest stigmas I had going in is that, you know, this is mainly for swimmers and it's a, it's a test. I mean, it is a test, but you know, I feel like the test is a guided test. The, job. the test is harder than the actual job. That's what I felt like. Yeah. I mean, I've yet to save anybody, so knock on wood. I did in the same neighborhood. I did swim team, except I got like a 10 year late head start. So I started when I was 15 and everybody else started about like when they were like six. Basically, the way the whole premise is, it's like other small lakes around our area. Um, you know, you compete, whatever age groups, all the, was it four strokes? So I was so bad at it. Other, the other teams, moms and whatnot would cheer me on a minute and a half after their sons had already finished. And like, you know, you always hear athletes like, oh, I don't hear the noise, blah, blah, blah. As I'm struggling for my life swimming in that water, I could hear, you know, Karen from Walkhill, like being like, come on, come on. Like you hear that. It's an absolute lie if they say that they don't. But then my final year, I did it. I remember <laughs> I did breaststroke, not like I was anything impressive, 
but I did it because I had really good form apparently. So that was, that won me over with the coaches. And that was where I got my only ribbon because the one kid got DQ'd. So basically it went like, you know, they did the thing. Our guys didn't really come out on top because we only had like three people and I was one of them. So, you know, you can't do much. Um, I come out of the water and like the other kids having a hissy fit because I guess he finds out he got DQ'd and I'm walking back and I hear this voice and they're like, no, son, come back. I'm like, what? And they're like, you forgot this. I was like, what do you mean? I got, I got last. They were like, oh no, you know, Derek or whatever got disqualified. So this is yours. That was like the best sports moment I ever had. Like, and then everybody, you know, knew it. It wasn't even like, you know, like when a little kid does something, they get a participation trophy and you know, you're like, you're happy for them. That's what I felt like. I was like, guys, look, we did this together as a team. I'm like 17 years old and I finally got one of these ribbons. And so, yeah, 15 years old. I won rookie of the year though. Probably made some little kid really upset, but. My biggest worst moment easily was after freshman year of high school. Cause I played for the high school basketball team and I absolutely hated it. It was garbage. Never played. Coach hated me. Uh, yeah, the, all that stuff. So we have a, a rec league for the town for the township kids. So I joined that, and I shredded. So I won a championship that year, and it was great. But I'd say one of the most surprising moments, not in terms of sports, but I was part of Deca, like the business role play stuff. No idea. Okay, so they have like state competitions and stuff like that so we i was at the regional one in cherry hill and you have to do like for mine was like sports related so i had to do like two role plays and you know i i did both of them i thought both went okay in terms of you know if i go to states or not i wasn't so sure so we're all sitting in the in the room and they they do my category and you know like they call me up for states i'm like oh you know that's great because it was my senior year. So I had the expectations of States at the very least, because it would have been my first time. And that would have sucked to, done to, to do Decker for three years and not go to States. But the most surprising part easily was, you know, there was probably 20 or so people up there who had qualified and they, they do the, the rankings, like the first, they do first, second, and third out of the, the 20 people who are going to States for just this, uh, you know, like gathering, I guess they, competition and i was third place and they they called my name immediately they're like ethan harley let it be high school third place and i'm like whoa holy shit like that was something i didn't expect at all like my bottom line was just states and i didn't care about anything after that and i guess i did that good so it was cool to be up there in front of a bunch of random people like holy shit i'm going to states and i just placed third speaking of high school you lead people on by saying you live in Philadelphia, but really you're just like me in the miserable state of New Jersey. I get why you do it, but why do you do it personally? So when I went to, to college, whenever I said Jersey, people thought I like associated myself with New York and I was a New York sports fan. And they're like, oh, how far are you from New York? I'm like, like an hour and a half train ride, like not anything close. So then I'm but the, the biggest thing was that people thought I was New York sports fans and they're like, ah, the Met, the Mets sucker, the Knicks sucker, the Islanders sucker or whatever. Like that's what people would say. And I'm like, well, funny you say that because I agree because I'm a Philadelphia sports fan. 
So after a while, I was just like, I just have to start saying Philly just to get the at least the region in mind because I'm only 20 minutes outside of the city. So feels like I'm part of it. So I went um, into South Jersey when I was a kid and I didn't know it, but you would like go into stores and stuff and I would see like Eagles and uh, Phillies stuff. And I was like, this weird, we're in New Jersey. And then, you know, you turn on the TV and it's all Philadelphia news. And yeah, like I Phillies like my local news is based in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I just could not grasp that concept. And then I found out that there's other people in the same state that associate with teams and stuff of Pennsylvania. And I was like, this is just the weirdest thing. And people around me, like, you know, Bergen County. Sounds a little familiar. So basically it's, it's how like you to Philly is what Bergen County is to the city. So like you meet people from Bergen County and they're like, oh, I live in the city. And they're like, oh, what borough? And they're like, oh, well, technically Bergen County. And you're just like, that's not the city, though. You live, like, in New Jersey. Like, you still have to go over a couple bridges and pay a toll to get in. So I've just always never liked when people did that. But, I mean, like, it makes sense. Yeah, that's fair if you just say it in general. But I feel like if you say, oh, I live in the city, and you say, what borough? And you're like, well, technically. Like, that's, like, I don't say that. I don't say I live in the city. I say, because pe- people are asked, like, where in Philly? Because, obviously, there's different places. And, I, and that's what I say, like, the Jersey suburbs and people kind of get it i think so is like your neck of new jersey different than mine probably you have like a lot of trees and nothing to do a lot of trees i'd say there's a half decent amount of stuff to do what about lakes probably not as big as greenwood because i just looked it up but i mean there's a there's a good amount so it's it like you're closer to Pennsylvania, but still closer to the shore than I am, which just whenever I think about it, puts my mind in a pretzel because <laughs> it's like we're coming from the same place, but you just have like such a head start. Yeah, I really like Mount Laurel because it's 20 minutes from the city. It's about an hour from the beach and you can, you know, it's an hour and a half to New York. Delaware is right there, which is all right. But th- there's just a lot of there's a lot of places to go in that small area. It's like different. It, it would be way different if, if you live in like the middle of fucking nowhere. So when you're telling someone about New Jersey, do you say New Jersey or Jersey? Most likely saying Jersey. I'm finding out more and more people do that. And I keep trying to like push back against that. Because I feel like that's such a like touristy thing that people think we say, but we don't. Like Jersey Shore? Everybody fucking thinks that. Well, not even like, I just don't, people, they're like, oh yeah, you know, Jersey. Like, I don't, I've never once said that. But yeah, the Jersey Shore thing we get all the time. Yeah, it's ridiculous that people actually think that, but... First thing I always tell people about New Jersey is Wawa. See, like by me, they're they're building one like twenty minutes away, 
but that's a totally South Jersey thing. Yeah. Even more Southern than that. I think there was, I've seen one in Florida. That's a, it's a far way away from the tri-state area. What about like, is there a lot of quick checks? What exactly is that? Okay, so that's a no then. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I know it by something else if you describe it. No, it, quick check is just Wawa, but they call it quick check. It's, you know, gas, food. Oh, no, none at all then. Yeah, wow. That's, there's You can't go on the highway here or like Route 23 without seeing one every 40 feet. We just have Wawa, maybe a handful of 7-Elevens. And uh, what's the last one? Not Blue Barn. No idea. Uh, oh, Ro it's Royal Farm. There's a place, but you got to go like into New York State called Cumberland Farms. That sounds they, familiar. But this, they don't I have like that. delis and stuff like the other places, but yeah, I like them a lot. Wawa is goaded, in my opinion. No, nothing beats nothing beats Wawa anywhere. I I don't care. Sheets, no. Whatever you're referring to, no. Wawa is the the pinnacle countrywide. Is that just like a local thing or those? I don't really know. I don't leave the area much. I don't. I mean, I, I swear I saw one in, in Florida. Where or how how big is Wawa? Because I feel like a lot of people know about it. And I doubt people, you know, would come to this area just for, you know, a, a Wawa hoagie, which I also don't like when people call it a hoagie because it's just weird. 850 convenience retail stores, over 600 offering gasoline in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, Florida, and Washington, D.C. All right. So it's pretty East Coast, but, you know, it's spread out. Yeah. Should be international. I don't know why. They have a drive through now at some of them. That just sounds like the worst no, it's great. It's incredible. Why? Why not? You go, you order your food because they, they make their own stuff. So it takes five minutes. You really need to drive through. You get more customers. That's, that's the idea of business. Yeah. Why People does every fast food place have it despite it taking only five minutes? more customers some people don't want to get out of their cars yeah fat people i'm sure there are plenty of people plenty of fat people who like wawa just like walk in say hi to somebody look around you probably would spend more money than two because you'd see something that you know you can't see through the little four by four drive-through window opening go get That's a bag of you know part. sour patch kids or Reese's. Nice cola. What's your go-to convenience store order? Um, so if I just like want a snack, if it's like if I'm gonna get a chocolate snack, I'll probably get a Kit Kat. Uh, 
Dr. Pepper. I mean, I just can't go more than a couple days without one of those. Um, and then some kind of Chex Mix or something like that. Some kind of snack that's like, you know, crunchy and cheese. Chex Mix Elite. Um, I, yeah, I'd say it depends on what I'm going for. Um, Chex Mix definitely just for a quick snack. Maybe like a blue Powerade or Gatorade. Um, maybe like powdered donuts if I'm feeling that unhealthy. Um, gummy bears, those are elite. Regular or you like the sour ones? No, nah, regular. Duh. All right. Rather, rather just get Sour Patch Kids if I wanted something sour. Sour gummy bears are good though. The horrible ones. I'd prefer the regular. I'd prefer the regular. Uh, are you bears or worms? Hmm. Usually, well, usually I see more bears than worms. Sometimes I don't see worms at all, but I think if I had to pick, I don't know. They, I think they both are, mm, I'd say worms by a little bit. If I could get like a regular gummy bear or a sour gummy worm, I'm going gummy worm. That's fair. Or, you know, maybe a nice apple sticker. I still don't get it. That, no, see that, see you saying that what's the point of a drive-through if it's only going to take you five minutes is like, what's the point of eating the apple sticker if you can just take it off? Yeah, but that, that is lines up with my argument though. Instead of, you know, going through the drive-through, which might take a little less time. No, because, you know, just, no, because oh, you're wait. suggesting they take the five minutes to get out and go in. I just don't want to take off the sticker. Your, your argument would away. be equal if you say, yeah, I'll take off the sticker because I'm not lazy. What if I don't want to get out of the car? That's the same thing as you saying I'm not going to eat the sticker or I'm not going to take off the sticker. I'm just going to eat it. Anyways, that was a shameless callback to the Hartley Show, which is a weekly podcast you do whenever At you this get point, it's, someone. It's whenever I feel like whenever. it. A podcast that Ethan does that I directly ripped off from you know the intro music to yeah, basically the whole thing i want he's lucky he's lucky i didn't call it the heimer show i want it, 10 cents to every dollar you make i mean i'm sure our legal teams can work on that you'll be expecting that, a phone call soon that actually brings up what i wanted to talk to you about next in a world that is driven by content you find people oftentimes trying to imitate, you know, formulas that have worked and trying to recreate it with their own spin. At what point does it become, you know, imitation is the like most sincere form of flattering. So when is it that, and then when is it like paying an homage or just directly ripping somebody off? Interesting question. Because what sparked my idea, or at least like part of it, was Joe Rogan and how he does super long episodes. And I thought, because the podcasts I'd done before were only like a half hour each. And I thought, well, why not make it two hours long just less often? 
and that's what I did. So that's where I got that idea from. But in terms of doing, you know, talking about whatever the hell you want, that was mostly me. I mean, I guess, I guess Joe Rogan gave me a little bit of an idea for that, but he kind of, he kind of keeps it centric with aliens, a little bit of MMA, psychedelics and government. For me, it's like you can talk about those, but I want to include like literally everything because he never talks about like music at all. Like he, he, he rarely has on any musicians. And if, if they are on there, it's not music related. So, I mean, I, I guess if the, I, I guess, I guess if the guest wants to get away from music, then that's fair. But I mean, I, I feel like if, if, if I had a musician on, I would want to talk about music at some point during that episode. But I mean, for the few I've listened to, I've watched a lot of clips. I never, listen to a lot of the, the entire ones but from what it seems like they you know don't talk about music so that's where i thought well why not expand on this and use everything but i mean i guess i, I wouldn't say it's a direct ripoff in my case but i have seen some where it's kind of like exactly that and even like sometimes the title itself is kind of just a little you know blatantly taken like if i called the if i called my show the harley experience come on now like that like that's like that's clear cut but i i I guess it also depends on what exactly you take and don't take because i I don't feel like i'm ripping off joe rogan by taking the length of how long his episodes are because i mean that's not i mean i don't think that's something he kind of like wrote on like i feel like i mean anybody can do it and say it's there's like time time isn't owned but like time of a podcast isn't owned by anybody i mean there are some people who were the drivers of the idea for longer episodes but you know that's not something i feel like that I just directly ripped off so i feel the same what kind of made me want to talk about this with you is like the way i am with these so you know the show on youtube hot ones sounds familiar it's basically you know sean evans and a celebrity eat 10 increasingly hotter wings and he interviews them wasn't Shaq on there isn't that where the famous famous video of him saying like uh like like this doesn't feel hot or something that might be the one when he eats like the really hot chip no i've i've seen that because joella then yeah, probably. It's like, yeah, remember he, the Paul Rudd meme? And he's like, look at us. Maybe. I, I remember the Shaq meme where he where he's eating it and his eyes are just wide open and he just continues to eat it. But like, they're like slightly watering and he's he's really trying his best to, to hold it in. But I have seen videos of people eating the chip. I think he's done that. I know Joel Embiid had done it and it's hilarious, but yeah. So basically the way he is as an interviewer and a host I I don't feel like I just like ripped them off, but I definitely feel like because I get influenced by the way certain people do certain things in their field that I then try to emulate. So like I I'd like certain phrases I like hear him say and stuff that he says every episode. I'm like, oh well if it works for him, it'll work for me. Which I try I like didn't know in the beginning because I was just, you know, trying to figure it out and get my like legs under me but then as it went on and you know i started saying his lines every episode of whatever i was doing i was like this kind of feels weird so then i knew that 
I don't want to call it a problem, but I knew that it was something that didn't seem genuine to me. And it seemed like I was trying to imitate him just in a different medium. And even like, you know, pardon my take, the Barstool yeah. podcast. Like, I feel like to an extent too, the way uh, Big Cat reads and says certain things, I tried to do too, which is just bad because, you know, you're trying to make your own audience and make, you know, something yours. If you're just copying somebody else, then it's not really fair to them or to you because if I'm just different, if I'm like, uh, you know, an offspring of the two of them, then I'm just like some weirdo. But if it's because I'm influenced by them and, you know, I acknowledge that, but then, you know, I have my own spin, I feel like that's okay. Yeah, I feel like you definitely need to add something of your own element into it or else, you know, like you're just ripping it off. Like I'm trying to find ways to make my own podcast grow because it's like, especially recently, the views have gone down and they've like consistently been nine listens every single time. So something I'm trying to find to do and I I still have a long ways to go to do this is build my own like discord server because i think it's i think it's really cool how people have like like influencers have their own and they have mods to run all their stuff and stuff like that and that's something like i i would love to have like build like a community almost and it's not something i'm seeing really be done by a lot of these podcasts like i feel like they're just building off of you know tiktok like something not to say easy because it's obviously not easy to build your way up but it's certainly like an easier platform to do so, but you know, you limit a lot of that like same fan interaction. And I think that'd be cool with discord because like I'd be in there same with everybody else, just being able to talk. And, you know, like I said, I still have a long way to go. Like I have to get it verified at some point and I have to find a way to promote it. Cause at least right now I'm in like some, like I'm in a bunch of servers like to get ideas for stuff to do and they and they each of them have like a sort of self promo like channel but it's still something i'm extremely unfamiliar with but i think it's i think it's something that'd be nice because i don't really see anybody else do that like i see influencers have their own tiktok channel but they kind of like just do their own it's not really like a podcast like they don't do their own content or don't have like an official publication of something other than their videos like i i feel like having a podcast like especially like you know even just when you listen to a podcast in general like you're not directly able to talk to the person or ask questions about something like that's exactly what this would be for that's what i think drew me to rip you off was because i feel like the conversations you had are like thoughts that i've had with my friends and i've just never shared and uploaded it to anchor.fm the easiest way to make a podcast See, that was like a really good fake ad read, I feel like, but that's like Mike Greenberg-esque. And like there again is the part of my take influence because they always make fun of him for that. But um, like, you know, I feel like authentic things. It's weird how it's now cool to make stuff that seems personable and authentic and you get new things that, you know, like hot ones I just said, carpool karaoke, even um, Manuacho, he did, you know, uncomfortable conversations with a black man. It's like 
conversations that, oh, there just happens to be a camera here. Like, I don't think James Corden would be driving around Los Angeles with Ed Sheeran in his car all the time, singing songs. But it seems like something that you would actually do day to day. So that's what I feel like this authentic, real perspective thing is just really blowing up. And that's why I feel like even the just chatting uh, category on Twitch is immensely popular. Like if you watch Tim the Tap Man, and sometimes it annoys you because, you know, you want to see him get mad at Warzone. But uh, he just talks for like two hours about who knows what. And, you know, people give him five dollars every month to watch him do that. So it's obviously working and it's obviously something that is the new wave, it feels like. Yeah. And Twitch just chatting is, you know, obviously something that I've noticed blowing up as well. I, I do watch. There's one person who I really like. His name is Papa Gut on TikTok. Well, he actually got banned on TikTok, but he just talks about like stuff within like that TikTok community, I guess, but like a little bit more about like pedophiles and stuff like that. Cause there are a lot of pedophiles in the TikTok community. You'd be surprised, but you know, I, I like that because he, he just talks and I kind of feel almost like it, like it, like I'm part of the conversation sort of, but I mean, I guess beforehand, maybe, maybe before this year, honestly, like it always seemed like there was a disconnection in terms of fans to the, to whatever your product was, I guess, or your, you know, whatever kind of content you were creating. And I think there are ways to bridge that. And I think, you know, the one thing I like about what I do is that it's, it's sort of, separate especially with a podcast i feel like nobody does that with a podcast because you know twitch sort of you kind of have to because another thing i've noticed is that a lot of fans don't carry over from like whatever platform you're on to twitch like the like papagut had two million followers on tiktok and whenever i watch his stream he only gets about like 150 and then that's shocking because you feel like it'd be like a lot more, but I feel like not only with a podcast and a discord server that carryover is way higher. Now, again, I just have to have to find ways to promote it. Cause I feel like promoting it in other servers is hard. Cause I feel like that's a channel that no one checks, but you know, there are ways to figure it out. And, you know, that's kind of the fun of this. Like it's, it's a challenge in its own way, but you know, there, there is a realistic goal at, at the end of the day. And I feel like the cool thing for you that definitely has possibility of happening is, you know, you're in a very prominent, you know, Pac-12 school and campus with a lot of, you know, young people who is, I'd imagine the exact demographic you're intending to target because, you know, you're talking about things that you guys all talk about. And it's just like the perfect kind of place, you know, one person on campus is like, you know, that Ethan Hartley talked to some girl that's body count is 29. You should go check it out. And then, you know, who knows, maybe you'll be on it one day. And then, you know, they tell a friend and they're like, oh, you know, mine's 56. I got to talk to this Ethan Hartley guy. <laughs> and imagine, though, like some girls like she DMs you like, hey, Ethan, my name's Sabrina. I'm a sophomore at, you know, Oregon. My body count's 56. Can I talk to you about that? That'd be nuts. I'd... Yeah, that would be it's nuts. So maybe, maybe one day I'll it's get a full a... NFL team. 
Maybe one day I'll get like a legitimate porn star. Uh, I wouldn't say no. Well, having them on, you wouldn't say no to interviewing her. I know you would say no to other things with her. Oh, one. <laughs> I remember that conversation one hundred percent. But I mean, for you, it's like perfect. You know, you're at the right age, at the right place, that it feels like the rocket ship, so to speak, is, you know revving the fire or whatever that it takes to go up and then it it sounds so stupid especially because neither of us have quote unquote made it but it's literally just one thing you know you say something or somebody says something that everybody wants to hear and next thing you know the hartley shows you know number five on spotify maybe i'm, I'm get, uh maybe at some point i'll get that 600 600 million dollar deal that joe joe rogan alex cooper got from spotify i mean you know who knows i mean all right she only got 60 let's oh really yeah <laughs> only 60 yeah but... well, f- fair enough compared to the 600 million mr joe rogan got but i mean I mean, 60 million is still a lot of still a lot of money oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's settling your life right there i mean you could not do anything ever, ever again and especially yeah. considering like this time last year she wasn't sure if she was going to keep doing it oh yeah yeah i mean Kind of props to but, the pandemic for that, because you know, what else are you gonna do? Instead of around listening to podcast episode. But like that's what Spotify is trying to do. That Amazon did. Spotify, well, actually, if you're listening to this, you have Spotify, so you're already part of their algorithm. But uh, Spotify is trying to corner the podcast market that you know iHeartRadio is trying to. I don't know if there's like Apple exclusives. I know that there's probably Anchor exclusives. Um, what's that one Audible that you can listen to books and stuff on? But Spotify is just trying to, oh, hey, you know, you get a lot of listeners, bring them to our app so they can, you know, listen to your stuff only here, listen to, you know, music that's only on here. Like Spotify or how Amazon, you know, destroy Toys R Us and trying to destroy pharmacies. I, I mean, destroy might not be the right word because, you know, every 50 or so years, there seems like a big shift in every sector of the world. It's like but monopolistic. It, yeah. People are mad at Jeff Bezos because they didn't come up with the idea. You think 20 years ago when he was just selling books or whatever, that he would be going into space? He probably didn't even think that. So don't be mad at him. Just be mad at yourself because you didn't do it. Obviously, you know, you and I weren't born. So I guess we can't be like that mad at ourselves, but, and that's the other thing. People, if they don't do something, they just try to knock you down because you did said thing. And I don't, I don't get why people do that either. Yeah. It's, you know, that's kind of, I guess, moving a little politics, which I don't want to dive too far into, but I mean, that's kind of how capitalism works. I mean, you have the free reign ability of, of how our, economic system is built to, to do what you want. And, you know, exactly like Jeff Bezos, just selling books to being able to go into space. I mean, not every country gives you that opportunity. And he's like bald. So <laughs> it just proves that, you know, all these things are just, don't judge a book by its cover. That's fair, I guess. You have something against bald people? No, I just, you know, it. I feel like people think that bald people just succeed less. 
Trying to think of other famous bald people. I mean, Steve Jobs was bald. Yeah, he had a bald spot. King Neptune was thinning. That's why he wore the crown. But he was yeah. doing pretty well. I mean, Joe Rogan's bald. Yeah. He's done okay. Dana Is White's there... bald. I mean, yeah. Has there ever been like a bald president? No, because I don't. Th- I feel like no one would vote for him or her. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Trump, so, I guess, if if you, if his hair's fake. In the pictures, he had it on the campaign trail. He had it, so he's got it. Like you think, uh, old George Washington be on the one dollar bill if he didn't have that white thing on him maybe he was bald and that was just a wig uh, i mean it probably was but you know i mean we can't go back and look now maybe one day we will be able to that's that's you think like robots will take over the world one day uh No, because if it happens, it's it's within the robots themselves. If that makes sense, it's not like humans planned on planned on killing other humans with robots, and that's how they take over the world. Because, and this also relates to capitalism. Without us buying the products, those rich people are nothing and they lose all their money. So who are they going to sell to if robots take over the world? Cause you, you feel like the rich people would, if, if they're trying to implement a way to cut their costs by building robots, then all the common people are without money. So how do the rich people then continue to get money? I, I think they'll take over, but I'm going to be the biggest robot ally out there i won't be scared of him i'm gonna be like the you know the united states ambassador to like beep boop bop bop so i'll be waiting for that day so have you ever been a guinea pig for anything if you're familiar with the expression yeah no i haven't okay so two firsts i want to try this thing called five questions I'm going to tell you, or I'm going to give you five questions. You can answer two of them in however great detail you want. And the other three, you can only say one word to answer it. But I'm not going to give you all five at once. So you got to save your two answers uh, okay. for, you know, a good chance. Okay. First one. I feel like, well, this is going to start out as a statement into a question, but... I feel like you and I have a very similar perspective on women in relationships. So what is it about women slash relationships that you and I just don't seem to grasp? Outcast. That's the one that you wanted to have a one word answer to? It's the first one. What if like I ask you like, you got you have your final two and it's like oh what are you gonna put on a peanut butter and jelly then that's the one you're gonna go into great detail i mean 
whatever. I wanted to talk about that, but you know, you are the guest, and you said you, you set this up. You said no. I mean, you should have put it later, and I would have been more likely to answer. But I just won't. It it can't be my first one off the bat because I just don't know. If you had to, with your experience right now, do you think going into journalism would be better for you? with the piece of paper or without? Without. Another one I would have, you know, like to talk about, but I see you're playing the game. Dua Lipa or Megan the Stallion? Both are full of shit. Okay, so now two questions left. You have, well, one you can answer in detail, and one is a one-word response, which stinks. I, I was hoping you would like to, Alipa. I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, so let's say you have the opportunity to rap for a living or you're a professional basketball player? Professional basketball player because obviously that's everybody's dream as a kid. I feel like those two are so closely connected though. Like they obviously say, you know, like rappers want to be hoopers, hoopers want to be rappers. But I feel like every kid wants to either, you know, be a rock star or a professional athlete. Yeah, I was ever crazy for being like a rapper or something like that. I don't know. I feel like, like, I feel like being a rock star, like, you know, even though Foo Fighters isn't the biggest band ever, I feel like that'd be like really cool to be like in the band for that long and have the longevity that they have. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so this one we now know will be a one-worded response. If you, do you rather have hands for feet or feet for hands? Neither. I'd pick the hand feet. That's fair. I feel like that's the one you should go with, but then you you have absolutely no balance i mean i have like decently like i feel like for Kawhi it wouldn't be that bad yeah it's but got pretty the, big mitts but in terms of your hands being able to hold your weight i think that's extremely hard to do i don't know is your foot that much heavier than your hand I'd say in terms of the the anatomy and being able to hold up your weight, yeah. I think the hand is significantly different to where that becomes an issue. I don't know. I'm sure they can figure out a way. You have an absolute least favorite thing in the world. Mm. 
I guess it's it's sexist, but I feel like just trying to talk to a woman is just so hard. I guess, especially in today's day and age, I feel like it's always something different. Like literally yesterday, and, I, and this, I mean, this is totally random, but this kind of proves my point. Some girl who I don't think I've ever talked to wished me a happy birthday on Snapchat. And then she unadded me right after I said, thank you. Like, I, I feel like that kind of sets the tone. I mean, I've been blocked after FaceTiming girls before, like, and it seemed like things were a great time. Like it's, 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 it's now just become like, it's like the, the, the puzzle with missing pieces. That's literally what, that's literally just what it feels like. What's like your best rejection story. I guess rejection is hard because you because I'm actually one to take my time and usually that's when it burns out before like I even like shoot my shot. But I mean the the being blocked after the FaceTime I guess is is a is a stinger because we also had talked for like a week beforehand. Um I've probably been straight up blocked before. But I, I can't think of a specific story where I was told no. I DM'd a girl once and I stupidly said like, hey, I never do anything like this two different times in the DM. And then I got blocked. That was, that was exactly why I don't do that though. But you know, that's what I get. Yeah. I mean, literally I'm in the phase now where it's like, there's a girl who is in my lifeguarding class that I follow on Instagram. And I think she might even be working at the rec, so I might work with her. And I think she's really cute. And I would love to ask her out, ask her out on a date but it's like, like I, I sit here and right now, I guess it makes a little more sense because I'm in New Jersey while she lives in Oregon. I think maybe there's definitely a very small chance she's actually from here, but you know, it's, it's even like when I go back, I feel like you know, I just don't care enough to actually make a move. Like I, I feel like in any, especially in college, like I feel like in any other circumstance, like you know, now's an awesome time to do it, but I'm just the exact opposite. I'm like, no, there's no reason. This isn't going to go anywhere. So what's the point? I think my favorite thing I have happen is like, you know, you match with the girl and you're, you like wonder about what you're going to say. And then you finally send it and they talk and then, you know, you go back and forth and then, you know, you ask them the big question, like not even like go on a date, like, Hey, you want to hang out? We didn't stop. That's just the response. Nothing. And then it's like, well, my three phases is like, okay, was I too forward? Which is dumb because why else would you be on here? Two, was it the way I said it? There's no way it could be. All I said was like, hey, do you want to hang out on Friday? And then three, I'm like, well, am I ugly? And then I'm like, you know, they wouldn't have liked your picture or whatever if they thought you were ugly. Because, you know, they're not your mom. So they're not just going to try to have your back for no reason. So then it's just like, like you said, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I think hopefully maybe because I'm 21. I, I've always been told that it's it's better to interact with people in bars, with women in bars. So we'll see. But I don't have much faith in that either. It's really like, I feel like you and I are just different, like not doppelgangers. Cause you know, if you're listening to this, you can't really tell, but like, we don't look alike at all. 
like you have blonde hair, I have brown hair, yours is like poofy or whatever, mine's pretty flat. Uh, you have a beard, I have a miserable excuse. Your glasses don't have color, mine do. You live at the top of the state, I live at the bottom of it. So it's like, you know. You got that mixed up. Oh, yeah. Unless you mean figuratively as in South Jersey's better. No, I mean, is there like a really good spot in the state? But uh, yeah, so I live at the top, you live at the bottom. But like, you know, I feel like it's a weird distorted mirror of sorts. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fair. But like, like you said, you know, you said when you thought it, you were 20 and you were like, what's the point? It's like, it's so crazy how some girl has the ability to make us think that. And it's like, you know, what's she doing? She's probably watching like Degrassi or something, eating Ben and Jerry's, being like, oh, why won't anyone love me? Meanwhile, Ethan and I here, hearts on our sleeves, ready to just, just dish out love, won't, won't hit us back. And what's actually so funny is that the girl from uh, the Thanksgiving story right after we were done, not even right after, more recently, because for some reason she kept me on her fence though, which is like, her sacred place i mean every time we've been like on and off like she removes me immediately but this time i stayed for some reason she started posting all these like suicidal posts and stuff like that and i you know to to be a dick i mean i just have to say i didn't i didn't feel any sort of sympathy at all because it's like you you treated me that way and it's funny because dustin poirier said this after his win against mcgregor karma's not a bitch she's a mirror you you brought this upon yourself you treated somebody else like shit now karma's gonna give it to you you ever feel like it's i don't know how to put it like you you just like jump the gun it seems like or not really if that makes sense maybe early on but i mean no like i feel like i i I feel like I'm almost too slow. But that's the thing I don't get with apps. It's like, you have a picture. I have a picture. We both like each other's picture. And then, you know, I'll never forget. So there was this girl a couple months ago. Her, like, second to last picture. Apparently, Ben and Jerry's has a mascot, which I never <laughs> knew. Or not, uh, maybe Friendly's. They have, like, some mascot. And it's, like, this really cool-looking ice cream sundae. And I was like, hey that ice cream sundae looks pretty cool. And she was like, that's not any ice cream sundae. That's the Friendly's mascot. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that they had one. Like, that's pretty cool. And that was it. You obviously thought that there was some kind of potential there, but you think from one message, because I didn't know that an ice cream chain had a, a mascot, you think that you know me as a whole person? I guess they do. So then a few weeks later, I was like, Hey, it was because they said the ice cream thing, right? It's not that I'm ugly. She didn't answer that either. So maybe it's a little both. That's pain right there. Not the first time, not the last time. Yeah, I mean, it's the same shit. Like, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I can't even think of like a specific example because it had happened so much. But I mean, yeah, it's. I'm just unmotivated and I, I, I don't know if it's permanent or not, but you know, it's, it's honest. Like I'm not going to lie to myself and say that I'm not, or that this is not true, 
So I'm just living it with it, but it's a, it's a very weird phase to experience. I actually have a dating app idea if you want to hear it. Sure. It's kind of like a, a rough name, not like rough, like, I don't know about that. Like, just, <laughs> I just thought of it, but uh, it's city girls who like baseball. Any, like, you think that would work or is that too, like, niche? I'd say niche. probably too niche. Have you ever tried Hinge? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I have it. I, I, I'd say for me, that's the best one because there are prompts you have to fill out. You have to put up six pictures and you have to put in, you know, more than what the other apps make you provide. It, it's, it, you're, you're able to get a good, a good taste of the woman. That sounded so weird. <laughs> <laughs> A good idea of of the 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 woman, way more than on Tinder or Hinge or not Hinge Bumble. I, I would highly I would highly recommend. I was sending a like. <laughs> and I mean, like, oh, the other thing. I mean, they stopped doing this, kinda. But the whole like, where'd I go? There I am. Uh, the, the whole like, hey, you have to be six feet taller. This won't work. And then like, I'm going to steal your sweatshirts. Like height is dumb. And two, buy your own clothes because I like mine. Yeah, stuff like that really makes me mad because then it's like, well, you know, if a dude said, you know, I prefer a skinny woman and they're like, well, that's being sexist. Eh, it's like, you're more than capable of losing weight if you just put in the dedication. I mean, sometimes like, you know, eating disorders and stuff like that, that's a little more understandable and that I can respect more, but you know, that's not the case for every person. You just had bad habits. What about Ed Sheeran? You like Ed Sheeran? I only thought of that because you said, what? Not even a little bit? No. What's like the... Well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you like music that a bunch of people our age like, but like, what's like the weirdest one that you listen to that people might not know? I'd say it's Tyler Creator's the definition of weird, but he's pretty popular. Um, I'm a big Rick Ross fan. I yeah, guess. but that's not like weird. I feel like. Or are you are you thinking like less popular weird? Like weird, like people would be like serious. Like I still to this day listen to One Direction. I don't know what it is. They're just like the best band since the Beatles. Not best in terms of like quality, maybe, but in terms of phenomenon and you know whatever, without a doubt. And yeah, some of their music's good. Get over it. We need to get you some new artists to listen to. And like, like I thought of One Direction late, but I was going to say like Charlie Puth. I don't know, like, you know, See You Again. Yeah, that's the only song I've heard. I don't think I have. Well, because most of the artists I listen to are artists that I read and hear about from like music critics. And most of those are underground because mainstream sucks. 
but they aren't weird because they're like actually good. I I'd I'd say maybe Slow Tie, who's a British rapper, but and his stuff is a little weird, but it's not like anything. His music videos are very weird. Like one of them had him being pregnant. That's out there. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't think I listen to anybody like super I guess in terms of your examples, nobody like that. Maybe that's what you're missing. Maybe just like put in a bio, be like, I dabble with Ed Sheeran stuff. Never. Yeah, I'd be so I'd be lying so hard. I I did that a couple of weeks ago. What I do put in my Tinder bio is that I'm an elite playlist maker. Oh yeah, I heard you talking about that with uh, the episode you did with Sophia. Which I would be so oh, bad. Oh yeah, at that I game. use the same pickup line every single time. I'm so yeah. bad with that because I just, I just name my playlists like random letters. So just copy the, mine. I literally put for you, and I put a, a the a sequence of songs that spells out a message. Yeah, I know, but like I don't get that far. I never get the second message. But mine's just mine's named Smeh, S M E H, just because that's what I happened to click. <laughs> and like other ones were just like noise, and like song. Interesting. I mean, it serves the purpose. We might need to make, or we can use my own server. We can make a music chat, and we'll figure something out. We, we need to, we need to get you and Deontay into some new stuff. But I like this. Like, I don't. I, I like rap, but I don't. I don't need to constantly hear it. I like mixing it up. What kind of rap do you listen to? I mean, like your top three most listened to rap artists. Um, I don't know. Drake's probably on there just because, you know, I like some of his songs. I feel like um, Lil Baby's in there now. I don't know. Does Jack Harlow count? Yes. Right, Unfortunately. What, you don't like him either? No. He's got some good stuff. He had one good song, and he just makes other stuff now. That's an nah. He's he's still in the meme phase, I think, especially because he hangs out with that with that fat black guy. I think his name is Drewski. You don't like him either. He's no, he's funny, but I mean, it, it's it's Rand's course. He he was funny before he blew up, I think, when he was doing all the the fake record label stuff. And people would send like random stuff and he cut them off halfway through because they they sucked. Like well, that was that's, funny. That's not real. I thought he like actually had a label. No, it was a joke. Oh, really? <laughs> I guess it, I yeah, guess it was it, it was always a joke. Oh it never, it never actually existed. Now I don't know why people would go I think people would go on there just to participate. But yeah, he he literally like yeah, none of that was ever real. <laughs> oh I uh... I thought, like, you know, he had a label. Nope. Hmm. All fake. But, yeah, he was funny beforehand, and now that he hangs out with Jack Harlow, that's, yeah. Any other things you don't really like? Right now, right now, I'm not, I'm not feeling work where I work right now. 
not feeling it. Half of my coworkers don't do their job. Uh, my boss is, or my supervisor is, is okay, I guess. She's cool to talk to, but like, what what I I guess I guess this is actually segue into something that I don't like doing, and actually. I realized I hate I hate it because I do it to I did it to somebody else a while ago and then when they told me about it I was like, "Huh, oh, interesting." And then other people started doing it to me. I was like, "Wow." But she'll always ask me advice on like how to handle them because you know, you're supposed to be there for the kids, but when your your coworkers are acting up, it becomes a bigger issue and one much different to handle. So she would always ask me what to do, and I and I always gave a always gave a, a similar answer every time. But she still hasn't done it yet. It's like if you're not going to take the advice I give you, then why should I even give it to you at all, or like at least consider it? But it doesn't even seem like that because she'll just ask me again, or there's no like. It doesn't seem like there's a concerted effort that she's like really considering what to do. So like it just gets under my nerves that I say the, the same thing over and over again, and you know she'll continue to come to me and complain, which is fine. I, I don't, it's not the complaining that bothers me at all. It's just like when I tell you like, Hey, you should actually go say something. And when she doesn't, it's like, what am, what am I doing then? Yeah, I get that. Cause you know, it's like, why am I wasting my time? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope you didn't waste your time uh, no. late afternoon into early night. This was very fun to do. Really appreciate you having me on. Well, I would have had you on first, but, you know, didn't work out. Um, Disappointed. I've got to charge 50 bucks now because you violated my copyright laws. Yeah. And then I, I waited till like halfway through the episode to even, you know, mention why, but, you know, the Hartley Show link is in the bio if you want to listen to the first episode of Talking with my friend Rob Safer. I, I always say this everywhere. I'm so bad at like starting and ending these. So that's why a lot of them just seem like abrupt. And then there's like a half a second of just silence and then me kind of yelling. <laughs> and then, you know, sometimes that's why things just end because, you know, Rip the band-aid off. Yeah, that's fair. I'd say I, I struggle to end mine. I usually just reiterate that I appreciate everyone spending two hours of their time listening to my voice. So yeah, uh, this is Ethan Hartley, and now he's going to tell you one last thing about him and where to find him. Uh, yeah, you can find everything about me at ethanhartley.com. That basically covers everything. I still have to add all the podcast links to especially this one and you know a few others but yeah everything about what i write my my podcasts i mean literally everything can be found there his favorite recipes now maybe i'll put that under under hartley's top picks my favorite food right now it's just filled with sports stuff that's not updated but it's a fun project i haven't finished so like Ethan Hartley, this is an ever-evolving program. This wasn't the worst. Um, I don't know. I've done three of them. I feel like it's top three for sure. Man. It better be <laughs> top three.
Well, yeah, I mean, I've only done three, so. I mean, top three, like when you hit like a hundred episodes. Um. Yeah, I mean, like in terms of like doing it or listening. Or both. I guess it has to include both, but I guess, I guess for you personally, in terms of your three favorite would have to be, you would have to ignore the views, I guess. I mean, I don't know. You got a pretty big circle. You got, you know, a whole state behind you, a whole campus, a whole city. I don't like it all. And then I just got like, you know, my 10 friends. Philadelphia doesn't like you either. So that's totally fine. Unlike an athlete, I have no chance of ever going there. So I can say I don't like Philly, and you know what? Well, athletes come here and they don't last. Carson Wentz, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, Jalil Lokafor, Evan Turner. You know, like athletes can be like, oh, I hate Philly fans, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, when a Philly sports owner is signing the check, it's like, oh, Philadelphia is the best cheesesteaks, man. Am I right? So that's fair. Never give us the support we deserve. So, yeah, if you see Ethan Hartley on, you know, your local Amtrak or whatever train, maybe he's going to be at your YMCA filling in for a buddy. Or if you're on the West Coast, maybe you'll find him at a nice coffee place down there in Oregon. I don't drink coffee. All right. Another thing we agree on. Coffee's gross. Never had a sip in my life once. Don't plan on it. It's I've basically it. a drug. I've tried it a couple times. Not a big fan. So yeah, the Hartley Show, EthanHartley.com. Um, they'll be on wavelengths, you know, whenever. Very um, soon, especially very, after last night. Yeah, because I'm very much a creature of habit, so I like keeping the same people around. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening, and see you next Monday. Peace.